Welcome to SkyCast from SkyGen, where we bring you the latest trends in the vision and dental specialty benefits management and technology landscape. My name is Holly Carter with SkyGen, and I'll be your host for today's episode. Today, we're back for part two of our series on innovation. We'll be featuring four industry experts who will share their perspectives on the challenges and opportunities for innovation in the commercial specialty benefits space. Throughout today's podcast, you're going to hear highlights from a panel discussion that was recorded titled The Innovation in the Commercial Market. It was recorded at SkyGen's annual meeting, and the panel was moderated by our very own Chief Innovation and Growth Officer, John Schock. The panelists today include John Jennings, Chief Actuary and Vice President of Underwriting and Project Management at Delta Dental of Missouri, John Ryan, the CEO of United Healthcare Vision, Brian Goach, the Managing Director of Healthscape Advisors, and Bruce Silverman, owner of Silverman Consulting. So now to get us started off, let's go ahead and listen in on an excerpt from the panel as these experts discuss artificial intelligence. They're going to talk about how it's used and what it means. We're going to hear first from John Jennings as he talks about how AI can enable more efficient resource and time allocation and help you catch things more quickly. From kind of that oral health and wellness perspective, you want to catch things as early as possible before they become a bigger problem. So I think to the extent AI can enable that, to catch things early that really do require clinical intervention and it can prevent extensive problems later, again, everyone wins in that situation. So that's really enabling the good actors. You know, I think some of the thought around AI has really been about catching, you know, kind of the bad actors, bad apples, the fraud, waste, and abuse, and, and trying to be more efficient about managing that out. But I don't think you want to lose both sides. You want to control the fraud, waste, and abuse while, again, enabling the good actors that they can get the right treatment done, submit the right information to the insurance company. I think we can all agree that despite the obvious benefits, AI is still very much misunderstood and generally not trusted. Many practitioners have a really hard time wrapping their heads around it. With that, let's jump back into the panel and hear what John Ryan and John Schock have to say about potentially taking a pause on implementing AI in actual practice. As great as things like AI will be in a clinical setting, it still is all about, again, what the consumers expect, but more importantly, getting into the provider's kind of practice flow. You know, will she or he be able to understand and kind of set that off and have their team go through it? And we put these machines in there and these, you know, great federally qualified healthcare centers and underserved populations. I mean, you can just wrap yourself in the flag. This is the greatest thing ever. And it wasn't used because people just couldn't get it into their practice pattern. And this is after we had months of dialogue on what the reimbursement should be. So the one caution I'd put there is I, as much as this is going there, it's not just about reimbursement and kind of getting alignment, but it's also about how is this actually going to work for the people who are going to use it because it's not just purely automated. So it was, it was sobering. And we're going to crack back at it, but uh, we have to figure out a different way. That's a really good point on really any innovation that you're thinking about or talking about is if it's a great idea in concept, but it doesn't fit into the processes, if you can't make that work, it, it may just end up you know, really going nowhere. Let's talk a little bit about medical, dental, and or vision integration. Again, another topic that's come up a few times here already uh, this week. It's also kind of one of those topics that I think, at least in the dental space more so, we've been talking about it for years. Everybody thinks, you know, conceptually this makes a lot of sense, but I think we've not seen as many use cases as, as you might like to see. But now we're, I think now we're in the more, you know, last few years, we're starting to see more uh, research, more data that is supporting the benefits of integrating care this way. 
I think we can all agree that AI is potentially a very powerful resource. According to Harvard School of Public Health, AI could potentially save the medical industry upwards of $150 billion in costs by 2025. The challenge, however, is going to be finding that balance between leveraging the benefits of AI and wading through the challenges of integrating it into practices. Now, beyond technology, innovation can come in a wide variety of forms. For example, following their discussion about AI, our panelists had a fantastic conversation about the benefits of integrating vision and dental into medical care with the goal of better serving patients' healthcare needs. In this next upcoming clip, you'll hear John Ryan share some interesting statistics about the benefits of bringing vision, dental, and medical together. We are identifying more and more diabetics through an eye exam, because we also heard that statistic that you're four times more likely to go see your eye doctor than your PCP. Um, so, you know, some of the statistics that we've seen is 15% better identification of chronic conditions, you know, when you have vision and medical together. Um, so again, we, you know, we can do that kind of cool graph that has all those lines on it if you want at some point to show you the data behind it. On dental, 27% of at-risk members return to dental care via the outreach. But at the end of the day, when we saw this, I mean, the, the millions of dollars of savings, actual savings, not projected, started to be in the 60 million plus for dental, 40 million plus. So this is identifying 2 million members in each category, vision and dental, uh, and then targeting about 170,000 in each. And what that comes down to in a PMPM uh, is anywhere from $1.60 on vision uh, of savings on the medical side, so if they had vision and we helped identify, we could kind of perpetuate this savings in medical on a PMPM. As you can see, there's so much more to gain from integrating dental vision and medical care. I think the benefits are pretty clear from both a monetary and a patient health perspective. Still, I don't think anyone could argue that there are challenges. This integration could only be successful with the full support of both patients and the larger healthcare community. One potential significant enabler for medical, dental, and vision integration is the rise of DSOs. These DSOs now have an increasing amount of influence over payers. Now, before we move on to this topic, uh, just in case you're now just joining us, welcome. This is part two of our innovation series. We've been listening to clips from a panel discussion that took place at SkyGen's annual summit. The experts have been discussing topics like AI, the integration of medical, dental, and vision, and now we're on to the rise of DSOs and what it means for payers. So to jump back into that topic, let's learn more about how the rise of DSOs can drive healthcare integration. We're going to hear what Brian Goch has to say on this topic. One macro trend that Craig mentioned, that Tom mentioned, um, that we think is probably the critical enabler to all of the medical, dental integration coming together is actually the rise of DSOs and getting to the size, scale, and sophistication from a platform perspective to actually work with health plans and dental plans to roll these MDI programs out. I mean, I don't think you're going to find the individual practitioner that has the number of people flowing through their practice or the technology to do the types of programs that we're talking about here. So, you know, we talked about kind of electronic health records, and you look at uh, Pacific Dental rolling out Wisdom, which is the epic you know, integrated medical dental EHR into all of their locations. You think about how many locations they have. They think You think about the concentration of members for both dental plan and health plan. And you kind of put all that together in a geography, and that's probably the right environment to make it work. Then you just have to figure out the economics and the incentives and the you know how it's going to actually come together. But DSOs, 
that trend we think is, is really the unlock to some of these things coming to fruition. I think Brian brings up some interesting points. DSOs have the potential to drive so many innovations, including the integration of medical, dental, and vision offerings. Now, while DSOs certainly have the ability and the resources to drive that innovation, I wonder what's the flip side. With the relative and ever-growing power that DSOs have over payers, our panelists, Bruce Silverman and John Jennings, have some thoughts on how DSOs simultaneously present a threat and an opportunity. Let's listen to what they have to say. Yeah, I see the DSOs as a big threat for the dental benefits industry. You know, the the whole thing of access they've solved. They got thousand locations, nine hundred locations. There's software out there now that they're offering their own membership plans that are, you know, doing your preventive services and they're basically discounting, you know, the rest of the services. So, you know, how's your net effective discount compared to theirs? And they're even going on site. You know, there's so many vendors now that are going to places like Facebook, et cetera, et cetera, and providing services. So, you know, I think one of the challenges faced with the DSOs is, you know, they've got scale now enough to basically enter into this industry and basically provide, you know, their own insurance. I think it's an opportunity as opposed to a threat. I think the dental insurance industry needs, you know, players that are large enough to, you know, think about doing, you know, fee for service and shift into fee for value. And I think, you know, you can't do that on the onesie twosie providers in your network. So I think there's a lot of opportunity. I'd also say the DSOs, you know, historically there was this arbitrage play, right? I'm going to go get five, five practice locations, roll it up, sell a 25 practice location because the multiples are higher. But when you get up to the higher end of the spectrum, you know, the value creation, the investment thesis is not about just roll up. It's about what can you do that's differentiated in the market. Uh, and that has to get to either platform technology or working with insurance companies different from a reimbursement perspective. So I think there's a lot of interesting opportunities and it's probably you know, the analog to what's happened in medical over the last 10 years. Overall, I think those panelists were amazing. I hope you agree. Their commentary and insights were really inspiring. There is a lot to take in with new technology, the importance of vision, medical, dental, all working together, and the explosive growth of DSOs. The American Dental Association predicts that DSOs are going to experience massive growth between 2018 and 2025, nearly 100%, and potentially triple their current market share by 2035. So I guess it's now up to us, healthcare tech companies, payers, providers, policymakers. We need to step up and ensure that these powerful advances in the specialty benefits market are applied in the best interest of our patients moving forward. Well, that's it for today's podcast. I hope you got a lot out of the discussion. I know I certainly did. I want to thank you for joining us and taking some time to spend the afternoon with us. Today's podcast was brought to you by SkyGen with coverage from Transform 2022. Transforming dental, vision, specialty business, technology, experiences, healthcare, and more. SkyGen is a leader in dental and vision specialty benefits management and administration. For more information about SkyGen, please visit us at skygenusa.com. And don't forget to check out our other podcasts from our annual meeting featured on SkyCast, SkyGen Specialty Benefits Insights Podcast.